Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I mean, I mean, I mean, we could, yeah, but I'm, I just went over the whole story and, and it wasn't recorded. But yeah, I mean, works I mean, we crazy. We all bitch about our jobs. Works crazy, and it should be the holidays, and it should be like relaxing and fun, right? But it, but it ain't though. Oh my God. It's not. No, mine's the same. But that's because of, of our chosen jobs. Like your right. field I mean, is one that deadlines come around this time of year. Like we literally have classes starting on Monday. Who starts a semester on December twenty yeah. eighth? No. Or Tuesday, I'm sorry. They push it to Tuesday because like, of the holiday. Like, like a winter session or like a trimester sort of deal? The spring semester. Oh, yeah. We don't do that. We don't start till like January 23rd or something. Yeah, we start but, January 23rd. But like no, we close like and then you start planning to reopen. Yeah, like, like my, my whole job is moving people back in. So like. This, this past semester, this this time in between semesters is two weeks long for me. That's the yep. only one of you that's even two weeks long. The rest are one week long. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Higher education, man. It's bonkers. The world. Gonzo. Whatever. I, I told, I told somebody today it was probably... I told somebody today it was Gonzo, and they were like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, like, no. Do you know what Gonzo means? Man. You know where we should try and find a job at? Chase University. Oh, I would love to go to Andre Chase University. You can swear, yes. you can you can beat people up. I'm I down. Like that's that's the place we need to. Find you know, in job. terms of getting sound bites, I need to get some Andre Chase sound bites. Yes, that's what yes, I need. Andre Chase. That's, I need that's to delete all the sound bites because I have too many, and just replace them all with Andre Chase sound bites. That reference is outdated, Patrick. You're, you, I don't care. you you look and sound like PC Tunney during Bandwagon Nerds saying things that don't. Contribute to the program. Calling Superman Spider-Man or Spider-Man Superman. <laughs> Did he really? Well, he was uh, – no. He I was – uh, yeah, he was a, he was at his, uh, like a DC tirade and then right after that I he did. goes and starts talking about Spider-Man and he calls him Superman. And I was able to be like, and that's great, but Superman's not in this movie. And, <laughs> and Platt was just, just laying just into him the whole time. Like, yeah. like the whole time. And I'm not all – actually, I am all the way through. I finished the episode today. And, did you see uh, the movie, I hope, or did yeah, you yeah. care? Oh, yeah. No, I saw the movie. Okay. I saw the movie. I knew about King Kingpin. We spoiled the shit thing. out of that movie. <laughs> I know. Well, you, yeah. But you gave 14 warnings. Like We did. We did try to make sure people knew. 
At this point, I mean, if you don't know what happens in the movie, like it's. I feel like if you, you nerds just don't are pretty, and that's fine. But like the world is not stopping for people who want to be spoiler free. And to be fair, like the spoilers have been out for like a year now. Everything's just confirmed, 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 confirmed. All the things I don't know. confirmed. Uh, Aunt May dying was was kind of that was cool. that was a surprise. Nobody that, saw that one coming. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah, that kind of sucked, but. It is what it little, is. Right? The little O'Dowd, little O'Dowd was shocked. I know that. I feel like I'm the only person on earth that didn't cry when that happened. Like maybe just where I'm at emotionally well, right now, I, I I just couldn't cry. But like I was just like, but, yep, there she goes. But how connected are you to characters like that, though? Like like comic book characters. Um, like, I mean, seriously, like because also for me, like Spider Man's my jam. You should expect yeah. me to be upset. I, I got more emotionally involved when. When Captain America finally said "Avengers Assemble," than I did when May Young croaked, uh, like seriously. Which, which, is, which is a huge. Which I mean, all in the feels yeah. and picking up the hammer too, like yeah. that. Yeah, all that was was good. No, shit. I like. I was collapsing uh, when uh, Spider Man Three uh, saved MJ. Like that, yeah. I still think about that. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Yes, uh, he's also. He was Spider Man yeah, two. Spider-Man was he, he was, was Spider Man? Spider- no, but which what was he labeled in the movie? Was he Spider Man three? Spider Man three. Yeah. Spider-Man yeah. 3. Well, isn't that I, a play uh, on the fact that he's also known as the third best Spider Man? It's not even. Yeah. He, he just he's in the he in of the series of of Spider Man fl- flicks. Amazing Spider Man one and two are are not. Good. Yeah, but like, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man also, really as, as opposed fun. to Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield looked like he wanted to be there. So that was, you know. Yeah, very different. All, all, all very different things. I was surprised that criticism didn't come out on Bandwagon Nerds. Like, Tobey Maguire, I think, didn't want to do that. Like, Because because Christopher Platt is such a an original series mark that nobody really got to delve. We didn't really delve too far into it. We were too busy talking about how Andrew Garfield stole the show. Which he did. He is, yeah. He's and so now, good. He's and the now best. stupid nerds are like, let's bring back the Amazing Spider-Man series, and I don't think people remember how bad those movies are well, because they were. I, I mean, they that. literally told you during Far From Home they why it was bad. Yeah. yeah, yes. And so, I mean, like, not, not since Olaf recapping like, Frozen One during Frozen Two did they ever do a good job of that. And if you haven't right. seen Olaf recapping Frozen One on Frozen 2, go Google it, because it's amazing. It's only well, really it's funny, funny if they, you've seen they Frozen turned a whole series. They turned it into his own little series. Like, he recaps yeah. other Disney movies now. I it's need to so go watch it. I've heard about it, and I haven't seen them. Um, and I need to go pop open the Disney Plus and watch the Anyways, old I, I, I think I think about Andrew Garfield now daily. I don't know. It just happens. It's just like I was driving yesterday, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that that emotion well, now Miranda, do you like do you like uh, uh do you like musicals a lot? Do you like Rent? Like, no. Rent? Okay. Well, then never mind. Yeah, I mean, in, I, he's in a biopic about yes. the guy who created Rent. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Apparently, really, really good. Like at least his his performance is really, really good. Like, yeah. No, Oscar I only I only stuff. like two musicals, and it's uh, Chicago and West Side Story. That's it. Now, did you watch the reboot? The reboot. I have not yet. I, I I'm I go back and forth. Is like I don't know. Like I, I I'm interested, and I'm glad they got Rita Moreno back to like play a significant role in in the musical. But like, it's just it's that seems like a movie that's going to be hard for anyone to duplicate, including Spielberg. 
So enough talk about work. Yeah, so we what can, are we uh, doing today? We can finish talking about work. Well, maybe first we'll start the show because, uh, you know, we're eight minutes and in And we'll just let it roll. Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? And Greg DeMarco. You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. All right, we are here on the Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. The other guy you heard was Patrick O'Dowd. The woman you heard was Miranda Morales. Look, I'm not going to just sit here and pretend that we're not like 11 minutes into the show already. Like, I'm just not going to, I'm sorry, eight and a half minutes into the show already. Like, I just can't pretend and, and insult everybody's intelligence. So, yeah. At Chairshot Greg, at Wrestling Realist, at the hashtag Miranda, that's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T, and hashtag is spelled out. You guys can separate those things out on your own as you hit up social media, at Chairshot Media, Chairshot Radio Network, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, so many more. Go out there, like, subscribe, leave us that five-star review. Be a friend, tell a friend, because we do things like we talk about work and end up talking about movies and musicals. Like, I just don't know how that even happens. But it happens, and that's what happened right and, there. So, yeah, like off the rails I mean, from the jump. It, from it, the sometimes jump. those are the best shows, though. They right? are, they are, and that's what I want to ask when you guys. You have no plan. So we, we, because we got on this topic by talking about how crazy it's been during what's a slow time of year for some people, not necessarily for us in terms of the real jobs. Um, the topic that we had picked for today, I want to ask: like, are we recording next Tuesday? Because if we're recording next Tuesday, I'm scrapping what we're doing today. Fair enough. I mean, I'm off next week, so I'll be around. I'm we probably off Lionel certain Richie days next week. Ditto. And go all night long. Yeah. Like, okay. All yeah, right. So yeah. I'm going to scrap. I don't know the exact schedule yet. Um, I actually have another day or plus to burn on vacation time and haven't figured out where just oh. yet. You, so. you kids with your with your expiring vacation time. That's adorable. Right? That's so I, it's like, that kind of stuns me. I'm just like, how is that? I've I also have granted, separate sick I, time. We talked about this. I have separate sick time. I know. It's just weird. I mean, which, I will, no, this is, this is the first that you've had separate sick and vacation time. No, well, since so, like the 2000s. Yeah. Like the early 2000s. Yeah. I've always had it separate. Always separate. See, I don't get that at all. Mine's always been combined for the most recent. I mean, my last job, I literally had none. Like it was just take it when you need it. Like they just didn't. Wow. 
it was this weird policy that actually reduced what people took because mentally, if you know you have to take three weeks vacation, you take three weeks vacation. Mentally, if you know you just take what you need, then you just take the minimum of what you need. Right. And yeah, it's it's funny you mention that because we have we have vacation sick. Well, because you work in the middle of, of of liberal unionized madness, right? So of course but, you have. Know. But personal personal time and comp time are the two that expire, right? And every year, the people who work for me, like, get this insane like pressure bug at the end of at the end of the year when we need them on campus the most to like do their shit before they go away, like trying to cram all their personal time because you get a week of personal time, like try to cram it into like two days. Be like, I got I have these hours left, I have to use them. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like. You get them like I don't know what magical Narnia you think the university gains out of your personal time because like it doesn't like it's not like magical money back in their pocket like people like I don't understand the mentality other than sure they gave you this time and you didn't use it so you're lost like but like if you didn't need to use the personal time like. So you get it back like the next week. The next week, why? you get 37 and a half hours. Why bother changing like, them? Like, like why, why, why call them different things? Just to make people think they're getting more? Like, I don't it's, understand. It's how, it, it's how it's used. It, it gets cascaded. So like personal time, because it expires, get, like if I just cast out of work and I don't tell my supervisor what kind of time I, I'm going to use and my supervisor has to make a decision, it goes personal time, vacation time or it's like personal time comp time vacation time sick time like it goes and it, it, it expires out but then you've got people like me who like never use time off and have 900 plus hours of sick time i have 426 hours of vacation time and then i just now tomorrow is my last day before i go and, oh and you know and because i live in liberal massachusetts we just get holidays when you work right. for the state. Like we get Bunker Hill Day. Does anybody know yeah. what Bunker Hill Day is? No, because it only exists in Massachusetts. But I get it, and it's supposed to happen in June. But because nobody's working in June, they move them to December during the week between New Year's and Christmas Day. So we get like a week off with just random ass state holidays, and then people use like their personal time around it. And like, I, I'm not going to use all my personal time. I'm going to like leave a day on the table and I'm like, but I didn't use it. You, so the time you just described that you have right. your, your, your sick time and your vacation time, you have yeah, 35 weeks. Time off. You have 35 yes. weeks that yep. you can use. We have thoroughly bored Miranda Morales. She is on her phone, not even hiding it. It's in front of the camera. Yeah. She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I don't care here. about your it's vacation time. I mean, I just don't have anything else to contribute other than, yeah, I've always just had separate sick and leave. I I mean, we're out here in the Wild West, yeah. and, but we work in, we in the same, you know, area of, of higher ed, but you work for a private and I work for a right. public. And so that's very different in and of itself. So, uh, True. you know, we, we just don't have that many holidays, but I'm, you know. Hey, you know, we don't have like 12 holidays or 11 holidays. Like we don't have a ton either. Um, and then they, you know, because so many holidays at this time of year fall on a weekend, we've got, you know, Friday off, Monday off next week, we've got Friday, Monday off, but 
our staff has off on, on January 3rd, but students have class. So some people are working. I'm working, but then I got to take another day off another time. So I'm making the four day weekend in January. Yeah. Like it's all just batshit crazy. It's um, all. You, you need a, 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 an abacus to keep track of it all at this point. Like it's just madness. It's gonzo. It's crazy. As, as I was saying it's, earlier. Yes. Cool, Absolutely cool, cool, gonzo. So let's do this. Um, Let's 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 uh, let's let's wind it up here in a second, and then I got a topic or two we can talk about. We can just go off the cuff with them; that'll be fine. Um, some of it relates to something Patrick sent me because I wanted to talk about the the person involved in what Patrick sent me first, anyway. But we weren't going to get to it because of the other stuff. So, yeah, Miranda, tell me what to do. Greg, just go ahead. Um, I'm going to need you to file some paperwork, submit it to HR, get it approved. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's just expedite this shit and just go straight to wind it up. time! Yes, you know what time it is. It is time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. And I know it's coming up on the season, so make sure you are dressed nicely with your t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. There, you're going to find over 25 different t-shirt designs on support of the chairshot.com, including the new chair shot linear t-shirts, multiple always use your head shirts, the chair shot worldwide shirt, as well as the official unofficial t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag safe tag team wrestling, the queen of soft style t-shirt, and of course, everybody hates Greg at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start at $19.99, but hey, if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can upgrade any t-shirt into soft style. Yes, yes, it's true. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. One more time for those in the back. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so one of the things that Patrick O'Dowd sent me as a possible news item this week and, and, and whatnot. It wasn't really news because it came directly from the wrestler themselves, but another one was news and, and we might be able to talk to it, talk about it. We'll, we'll see. Um, but it was comments that came from a guy by the name of Kevin Owens. Now, what I want to talk about with Kevin Owens is, is somewhat old news, although it's not even a week old and, and, and with how busy we are, none of us have even been able to talk about this. But last week it was revealed that Kevin Owens has signed a new contract with WWE. Now you can go back and, and peruse the timeline. I've been telling people this for months that he wasn't going to go to AEW. And everybody was like, no, he's best friends with the Young Bucks. And Tony Khan has so has more money than Vince McMahon because he has more money than God and blah, blah, blah. And he'll back up the Brinks truck and he'll get Kevin Owens. And we can talk about that here in a second. But I've never expected Kevin Owens to go to AEW. Just never did. And, and I figured in my brain, this little pea brain I have, I knew he was going to stay in WWE. I didn't have factual evidence. I just knew he was going to stay in WWE, which either means you're really, really right or really, really wrong. And this time I just so happened to be really, really right. But to me, it was a no brainer. Like it just for, for various, various reasons, but, um, I don't want to lead you guys in one direction or another. And, and we'll let Miranda go first for once. Um, Kevin Owens ain't leaving. Like he's not he's not going there. Are you surprised at all? Are you I don't I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um I mean, I can't say I'm really surprised by that. I feel like, you know, everyone who has their own reasons whether to resign or not, you know, that that's at their uh, own discretion. I know we'll get more specific into the reasons he cited. Um, but I also feel like when you look at, uh, I say this all the time, the landscape of pro wrestling, it's very different now than it has been in, in years uh, past. And it's easy to look at what could be or what other options are available. But I think too, in this point of his career, Kevin Owens has figured out WWE He's figured out, as, as we've talked about, that life cycle. And, um, you know, he hasn't had the smoothest ride. He's been the one to admit um, when things haven't necessarily gone to plan. But he's been able to navigate those waters and still have a really successful career. And, you know, sometimes there's this excitement of starting over um, and, and trying something new, but in some ways, you know, sometimes it's exhausting thinking about starting over and doing something new. And I think in this point of his career as a whole too, he's really established himself um, as a, a wrestler and as a figure and a key player within WWE to have, to have that hypothetically, move over to AEW, which what we've seen is, you know, nice shiny moments or, or you know, nice shiny toy for a month. And then you kind of get cast away. It sounds cool in theory to go hang out with your friends, but we're all adults here. And sometimes just making the adult decision of just, you know, moving forward with your career in the same place that you are right now 
is the smartest thing to do. Yeah. Patrick, what do you think? Well, I think just if anybody's ever like really followed along with like Kevin Owens and heard what he talks about is most important to him, it's, it's his family. Right. And, and putting himself in the best possible situation for him and his family and the WWE, you know, the, the sizable money that, that he signed for notwithstanding that, that situation, that schedule and that, and that payday for three years was, was ultimately what was going to be best to serve not only Kevin's, you know, in-ring wrestling career, which let's be honest, is all that fans really give a shit about is they just want to see the matches they want to see mm-hmm. um, versus what Evan, what Evans Owens was like, Owens looked at a bigger picture for him and what was right for him and his family and his wife and his kids. And the WWE was the right answer. And so he, he went with that and you gotta, you just gotta respect that. Like the, the, the thing that kind of, I, I just found very off-putting was like the vilifying of the guy by people to the point where the dude had to actually make a statement of any sort that he didn't have to make right. to like somehow justify why he made a decision that was best for him and his family. As if, you know, like when you take a job, Greg, like nobody's, nobody's sitting there being like, well, fucking sell out. You shouldn't do that. This is the worst decision you possibly made. How could you do that? Nobody does that to you. Nobody does that to anybody else. And nobody does that to any number of those people who, who bitched and moaned and complained. And yet Owens felt compelled to to have to go out there and be like, look, this is what's best for me and my family. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, but I want to start there because it's 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 the whole public figure thing, right? I don't have sure. a fan base per se, especially not yeah, like Kevin Owens. I mean, Owens. like three people like you. Right, yeah, okay, four right now. I added one, but oh, um, I know it's, More friends it's exciting, than I have on exciting couple of weeks. Um, years and years of hard work paid off. Um, but it's, so you think about, you know, fan bases, right? Look at Auburn. Okay. How many Auburn fans are pissed off that, that Bo Nix transferred and now he's going to wherever Oregon, wherever he's going. Right. Yes. Like he went, he went somewhere, he went, he went somewhere where he was going to actually play. Right. But he started there for what, three years. I mean, it's just, you know, people get mad when when somebody enters a transfer portal or somebody leaves their, their favorite team or when a player leaves an NFL team in free agency, that sort of thing. Like, they do get mad because it's a fandom. And so sure. AEW fans are, are – they have two fandoms, okay? They have a fandom of Kevin Owens and they have a fandom of AEW. Now, to them, that's one big fandom. What they don't realize is there's two separate fandoms. You, you, when you're a fan of Kevin Owens and you're a fan of AEW, you are a fan of two different things. Because he ain't there, right. and he ain't going there. And and what you said is right, and and that brings up a topic I want to talk about. Um, he's making $3 million a year for three years, okay? That's $9 million. Now, everybody thinks that – they talk about, well, Shad Khan has more money than Vince McMahon and blah, 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 blah. No one seems to remember. Tony Khan put up $100 million to start AEW. He's not sitting there with – his dad's checkbook, writing checks and, and pulling more money and everything else. He started off with a $100 million investment, and that's what it is. 
and and everyone and then I also I saw some people recently talk about how Tony Khan's independently wealthy. Tony Khan used some of his inheritance. Like Shad Khan has talked about it. Like it's it's he literally said, might as well blow it while I'm alive versus blowing it after I'm dead. Like Shad Khan literally believes he's just gonna blow this hundred million dollars and AEW's gonna fizzle out someday. Like that's literally the belief that Shad Khan has. People are gonna hate hearing that, but but whatever. Like reality sucks sometimes. I made a comment in a meeting today. When uh, someone failed an exam, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's how they failed the exam." Well, well, they didn't fail; they just they 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 qualified for the retake. I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I live in reality," and I don't think people <laughs> like that comment too much the way I said it. But that's just the way it is. Um, in fact, I got a phone call later from from the campus director, and I was like, "Oh crap, I'm probably in trouble." And I wasn't. It was about something totally different. Um, but I digress because that's what we do on this show. But but it's a finite amount of money. It was reported that John Moxley was making six million dollars a year, and what everybody automatically assumed is that AEW is paying John Moxley six million dollars a year. That's not the case. He's got a book deal. He's got T-shirt sales that that come in from Pro Wrestling Tees. He's got his AEW stuff. He's got his other bookings that he takes outside of AEW. He had the run in New Japan. That was all. That stuff was separate. It wasn't all coming from AEW. Whereas WWE, and it's been reported now, and it's been reported like it's brand new, and it's really not, there's not even downside guarantees anymore. Because you're just ta- when you're talking about these huge sums of money, $3 million a year, you're just getting $3 million a year. You don't care about your merch sales. You don't care about right. WrestleMania bonuses, this and that, because you're no longer making two hundred and fifty grand and hoping to double your money with bonuses and merch sales. You're making $3 million a year. Randy Orton hasn't seen a WrestleMania payday or bonus or anything like that in years. Because he's been making a million and a half, two million, and probably making three million now. Uh, his last deal he signed was for two million a year. That's when he was tweeting about the plane he rides on now, a private jet that he takes. Which you're talking about twenty grand a pop when you take a private jet. So it's not anything that that people, you know, can really comprehend because everybody who's tweeting about this is is hoping to get you know a quarter versus fifty cents an hour raise at their next review. And and so they just can't comprehend the situation that Kevin Owens is in. And and you're right, like it is all about the money for him. All about the money. Like it's literally he said he basically said it. And and that's one thing, and I noticed an interview, the one of the ones that we were talking about, Patrick, with Kevin Owens, and one of the things he talked about was Ring of Honor. And yep. and we can talk about the comments about Ring of Honor and, and no videos from WWE people and all that kind of stuff, but he made this comment about how Ring of Honor was great for his career, or whatever, but then he said I got noticed by William Regal at a PWG event, not yep. in Ring of Honor. Basically saying Ring of Honor is not the reason I'm in WWE now. Who knows, right? Seth Rollins credits his time in Ring of Honor to WWE and all that kind of stuff. Well, and Owens even says in that interview too, maybe right. Ring of Honor helped, but I don't know. And I'm sure it did because he carried the ball right. and, and he learned and, and he became the performer that he became in Ring of Honor. But here's the thing about those comments from Kevin Owens and something that I believe Kevin Owens sees that some people don't see, including a decent amount of the talent in AEW. Wrestling is a business. And right. Kevin Owens gets that, in my opinion. He sees it as a business. And when he's out, I don't think we're going to hear and see from Kevin Owens. When he's eventually out someday, I think he's going to be out, out. And he's going to be the kind mm-hmm. that, that resurfaces at a convention like eight years later. People don't even recognize. And like, what happened to you? And he's like, I was done. I was sitting at home playing with my kids. Like, or maybe his grandkids at that point. Like, who knows? I pursued a real estate career. I don't even think he will. I think he'll <laughs> just hang out and have fun. And maybe open a school or something like that, you know, in Canada. Because remember, he's in Canada. And I don't know if that has right. anything to do with signing with WWE either. He Once he moved up to the main roster, he immediately left Orlando and moved back to Canada. 
So right. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it either. I don't know the logistics of, of working for a U.S. company, getting paid by a U.S. company. Now, they have offices in Canada, so maybe that's part of, the, part of it too. If you get paid out of the Canadian office, maybe there's – advantages to that AEW probably doesn't have that so no exchange rate from a business perspective i'm sure it is a million times better for him to be doing the aid or the wwe thing and i think it's fine and and i just don't see an issue with it um and, and that's where we are miranda like do you think that he i don't know did you ever even get the sense that he ever thought about going to AEW? I mean, I, I think it's hard not to, and maybe not him, but just the idea that it could have popped up in his head based off of who has left uh, WWE or who's been let go from WWE, that it does seem like a, a situation where, you know, maybe maybe you leave before you get left type of uh, thinking. And, and who, you know, again, who, who really knows, but... Um, I'm I'm sure he probably leveraged negotiations. He probably did talk to AEW and did talk about what supposedly was possible. Supposedly he didn't. Supposedly he never talked to him because he resigned yeah. his deal with WWE before he could even negotiate. Yeah, and and yeah, who knows? Like it, it's it, like I said, I I have no idea. Uh, but I think it's it, it's not far fetched to believe that he could have, you know, hypothetically he could have entertained. Right. Uh, offers or ideas about leaving um, because again on the why I say you know the adult thing is that AEW seems like a the cool thing to do it seems like it's fun and exciting and new and different and you can you know and enjoy yourself which is a work environment should be I'm not knocking it at really at all for any of that and anyone's decision to leave WWE for AEW that's completely 100% their prerogative you know but it does feel like just the mature thing to do by just kind of sitting, you know, uh, in place. And I know that sounds very counterintuitive to someone like Daniel Bryan, who had been, you know, with the company for years and years and made that change. You know, for him, it made sense to make this pivot in his career right now and start over again because he could have easily had this sure thing with WWE for as long as he wanted to. But that was, you know, his situation and that was his decision to to make but i'm sure based too based off of what we've heard and what's important to him kevin owens that that decision was really based on stability for himself and his family so you know it makes a lot of sense now hearing the way that he describes his decision to stay makes a lot more sense the thing about daniel bryan danielson i'm glad you brought him up because i wanted to bring him up too is he was in the company for longer. He was in WWE going back to 2010. Um, when Patrick O'Dowd and I were at WrestleMania, and he was standing on the stage with the cast of NXT waving to the crowd at the end of the kickoff show. Um, and, and look at him now. He's main evented multiple WrestleManias. So he's got that money in. You also got to remember with, with Daniel Bryan Danielson, he got, he wrote a book, right? So I think he got book money. He also, his wife, she was on Total Divas. And and no offense to, to Kevin Owens' wife, but I'm sure Brie Bella makes more money, has made more money than Kevin Owens' wife. And Daniel Bryan got the Total Bellas money because he was on that show. Right. So people just think in terms of wrestling money, he got a ton of entertainment money. Probably right now, far more than Kevin Owens has amassed over his career. So mm-hmm. financially, it was different for, for Daniel Bryan Danison. Plus, he knows that 
he basically was like, I'm going to AEW for the last three years of my career just to have fun. Like, like, so you can tell he, plus he's, he lives a simple life. Like the dude doesn't even want to sell t-shirts because he doesn't want people to waste money and, and stuff buying and washing t-shirts. Like he literally doesn't want to, to promote his t-shirts because he doesn't want to tell somebody, go spend your money on my t-shirt. Like he's just a different dude, a hundred percent, just, just, just totally different guy. So, so yeah, the money piece of it's huge. You brought up something earlier too, Miranda, like the flavor of the month in AEW. If he goes to AEW, it would be really cool at first. It would be like, he'd get the pops. He'd probably get to beat the shit out of people. He'd get to be, doesn't, you know, doesn't give a shit. Kevin Owens and it, or Kevin Steen at that point, And it would be highly entertaining. It'd be a lot of fun. And then what? Like everybody there is so one dimensional that over time it becomes boring. Like, the only reason anyone is even interested in Adam Cole and AEW right now is because they know Kyle O'Reilly's about to show up and the Undisputed Air is about to get back together. And I'm going to be yeah. honest with you, I'm excited about it too. So it's it's again like like their characters are so one dimensional that it it's for Kevin Owens like he'd become that guy and, and it wouldn't be fun anymore, it wouldn't be exciting anymore, and and it would just get you know it would just diminish from there for him. And and I think he sees that too. You know, as, as, as much as people love to have, you know, creative input, he might even have more than people think in, in a WWE situation, especially with the way that he, he does his character. So yeah, I think what you said is spot on. Like it's, it's just as challenging as it is creatively in WWE. It really is also just as challenging creatively in AEW. And no one wants to admit that or talk about that because we love AEW and AEW is the place that everybody should want to go. So. This year has been very interesting with people signing different places and doing different things with Daniel Bryan Danison going to AEW and Adam Cole going to AEW and Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano both being free agents right now and Kevin Owens choosing not to go to AEW. Like, I think we're starting to see what this is going to look like over the next few years. And it's going to be very, very interesting. MJF recently made a comment when his AEW deal is up. You know, he called it the bidding war of 2024. And I'll be honest with you, I bet he does just that. I bet Tony Khan will, will spend 2023 trying to re-sign MJF, and I bet he says no to every single one of them. Because I bet he'll, unless the financial landscape of the wrestling business changes so much between now and then, which is possible, I could see him being like, no, I'm going to go full-on free agent, bet on myself, as is a very popular term right now, thanks to Johnny Gargano, and 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 just go where where it is, and he's probably going to take the money wherever it's from, and and it's probably going to end up being WWE, and that's going to be very very interesting to see how Twitter treats him come twenty twenty four. Now it's a long time; they got to love him until then. But it's it's I do think the landscape will shift, and in, in terms of where talent wants to go, because talent more so than fans also realizes this is a business. And these people have homes and families and, and when, when a lot of time, when some of these wrestlers go home, yeah, they get all over Twitter and they see what's going on, but some of them just go home and be a normal person, which is insane for people to think about. Um, so I'm happy for Kevin Owens. I'm happy that he's got the $3 million a year contract and, and he's able to, to basically never have to worry about money again. And that wrestling was able to give that to him because it takes and takes and takes from so many people. The fact that it's able to give like that is something that I'm extremely happy about. So any other thoughts on Kevin Owens? No, that was, that was quite see, the speech. 
Yes. Yeah. Seeing no, that, right? you um, nailed it. Patrick, you had talked about the other bit of news when we were messaging back and forth. Just pull back the curtain. Did you want to talk about that? Well, well, the whole reason I sent you that for the, that article of the Kevin Owens thing in the first place was less about Kevin Owens saying, you know, the reason I didn't do an ROH video was because I wasn't asked to do an ROH video. Right. Um, and it was it was more about again the way that people tried to craft the whole narrative of why WWE talent didn't. Okay. So let's do anything talk about on that. So it was it was just it was interesting to me because. He was pretty matter of fact about it in his interview. He was just like, "No one asked." But like, no one asked, so I didn't. So right. I didn't pull it out. So there. let's talk and about then, that. And that for led a to that conversation. Let's yeah. talk about that for a minute because I think it's it's a very very interesting topic of conversation. So uh, obviously, Ring of Honor final battle happened, and there were a lot of videos from former Ring of Honor stars, most of whom currently employed by AEW, and, and some of whom on the event soon to be employed by AEW. There's a rumor now about the Briscoe Brothers going there, which whoever would have thought a major wrestling company would sign the Briscoe Brothers after some of the shit they've done, but, and said, and right. tweeted, and whatever. But what's interesting to me is lot, Tony Khan said he was going to do some things to help out Ring of Honor, right? He sent Jay Lethal. FTR was there to start their thing with the Briscoes, which is probably should have been indicator number one that the Briscoes are going to AEW, and, and that's all fine and well. And then Kevin Owens came out and said, no one asked. Here's my thinking about all of this. And it's going somewhere, but, and who knows where it'll go, right? She, she can change as we talk about it. No one in Ring of Honor asked WWE to do a video. My gut instinct is that no one in Ring of Honor asked anybody in AEW to do any videos either. No, I doubt it. They just did it? I, well, why does AEW do a lot of things? So they can say they did. Right. Tony Khan loves and, to be the smart. Tony Khan loves to, hey, look at me. I think Tony Khan was like, we're going to go help out Ring of Honor. We're going to be the superhero. We're going to be this and that because we want to win in the court of public opinion, which, by the way, the court of public opinion doesn't spend any more or less money based on what their opinion is. Their wrestling spend expenditure no. was already set for both companies. So it doesn't make a difference. And I think he wants the, hey, look at me aspect of it. And he probably knew that there weren't going to be any WWE videos featured at, at Final Battle. In fact, he may have even asked for that caveat to take place. Who knows? But, and he's a fan, right? And think about it. He's a fan and he's referenced ECW and stuff like that, which means he's probably a fan of Ring of Honor at some point too. True. So mm -hmm. I think and, and that he did it for the, it's a clever uh, little drive. Yeah. Like, you know, credit to Tony Khan if if that's indeed where what what happened. Um, Absolutely, it, yeah. It's it's just to me. It's it's it was just it's very it's very interesting to what what folks seem to assume like as if ROH like reached out to everybody and was like, hey, like like it'd be really nice if you know these talents could do it and and. You know, people were like, no, the WWE wouldn't let them do it. And it was like this terrible thing. And then the other part of it is if if these other companies really gave a shit about trying to help Ring of Honor, other than making sure they had a nice last show, like, where were you for the last year? Right. Well, and who know, like, right, like, where were you? There were really year? no indications that, I mean, Ring of Honor was the one taking care of all of its talent during the pandemic. And, right, 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 right. And, and here's the other thing, right? We have no inkling that WWE wasn't doing that. 
Mm-hmm. No, we don't. No one has come out and said WWE was screwing us during the pandemic. Like, like no one has right. said that. Um, but it's WWE versus Ring of Honor being independent, but we're not really an independent because of Sinclair. All of the build to final battle seemed to be around Ring of Honor. Like, if Ring of Honor really asked for help, I think it would have been more than just Jay Lethal losing in the main yeah. event to put over Jonathan Gresham to be the Ring of Honor world champion as they head into this new era. I think they would have asked for talent to appear on the show so you can increase your pay-per-view buy rates and all that kind of stuff. And it all seemed, and, and they didn't even promote that any of these videos were going to take place. I don't think Ring of Honor even really wanted to do a lot of this. I feel like they wanted to stand on their own two legs with Final Battle. Right. Because I honestly think they're coming back in April. Like, I don't... Which it, which is interesting when you think about how much skepticism it was met when they said we're coming back in April. That's wrestling. Yeah. That's wrestling. There's always we're skepticism. Like, uh-huh, sure yeah, I was going to say, I think some of that was brought out by people within Ring of Honor, at least the talent who were all let go from their contracts. And I don't know if that also felt like that was meant to be a selling point for Final Battle. Like, if the more you you we we frame this as the end of an era, the more byways, you know? So like, I, I could also see that too, as yes, they were very vague and open about, you know, what, what ring of honor is going to look like in the future, but I also, maybe they kind of leaned into it. Maybe not um, in, in a way of malice, but very much leaning into, you know, this is the end quote unquote of ring of honor, you know, maybe it's dot, dot, dot of what it looks like now, but right. Hey, we're well, not gonna we're not gonna worry about that, you know. Or, or regardless, we, really, we don't really know, so we're just gonna leave it at that. Regardless of whether or not it comes back in April, it was the end of an era, because now they're not gonna yeah, have right. these dedicated stars under contract anymore, and they're not gonna be able to tell the same consistent storylines they've been telling. It's really gonna become like PWG in a lot of ways, East Coast PWG, which is what it's been called now by by a lot of people, and there's a market for that, so I'm not too worried about it, and. I think it'll be fine. And I can see Tony Khan still letting talent work Ring of Honor events if they want to, because it's a separate booking as long as it meets his requirements for cities and whatever else. Like there's talk that he wouldn't let, you know, Daniel Bryan Danielson work an indie show that he really wanted to work. So it's not all perfect and, 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 and exciting, but I, yeah, I, I really do think that final battle end of an era, like they just wanted to be their own show. And maybe even some of these videos were kind of pushed on them who knows like like that once you got him you couldn't really turn him away sort of thing but cuz then how would that look how would it look if tony khan was like yo we sent like 12 videos to ring of honor and they refused to air them like right. it's it's you know they would have looked horrible in in that regard too so sort of a damned if you do damned if you don't not really damned if you do cuz it came off just fine but um i did think it was very interesting the whole deal about the videos and to me it's much ado about nothing but to somebody else who knows so let's take a quick break and come back to something i want to do on the other side of the break that shouldn't really surprise you guys or anybody else so let's go to commercial we'll come back with another little topic at the end to finish off the show This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. 
Had we recorded the show last week, we definitely would have discussed the topic of the passing of Jimmy Rave. And and Jimmy Rave passed away and and definitely hit the wrestling world in, in a lot of ways. And and I and and it really brought up a lot of different emotions for people and and you know, whenever somebody passes, they're just looked at differently and, and certain things are highlighted and certain things are, aren't highlighted and, and all of that. Um, and, and it's obviously a little bit older now. And, and, you know, Gabby Gilbert's out there just trying to do everything she can to keep the memory of Jimmy Rave alive. And there is a GoFundMe for his funeral costs. And so check that out on social media and, and, and contribute as you want to. It's it's just crazy to to know that that he's gone and and then all that. So Patrick, you, you can go kind of go first because we became huge fans of Jimmy Rave live and in person at, at Ring of Honor events simply because he wanted to be booed. He wanted right. to be the well, bad it's, guy. It's funny you mention it because when we, I thought you had posted the retro show before you posted the retro show. Um, uh, we. And I can't even remember what brought it up. I think it just like popped up in my uh, my Apple Apple right. podcast. And um, then lo and behold, then was, I posted you know, it later. Damn yeah. near the, but then it, but it was damn near the anniversary of the greatest night in the history of our right. sport. Anyway, so it made a lot of sense. But we spent the first half hour of that podcast mm-hmm. basically talking about the the Jimmy Rave. Prince Nana embassy entrance and the fan interaction. And like when Jimmy Rave was at his peak and I will always think of Jimmy Rave at his peak as, as a heel with ring of honor as part of the embassy. Uh, and you know, and there's people who have talked about, you know, the rock and rave infection and all that stuff and you know, whatever. Great. No, Jimmy Rave as the crown jewel of the embassy. Well, and and just to, to, to interrupt real quick, the Rock and Rave infection was also the height of his drug issues while right. being in the business. Continue. So, you know, people like whatever. And, and so for me, it will it will always be the multiple opportunities we had to throw toilet paper at Jimmy Rave, the way that he sold it every single time. Um, and his his just willingness to embrace being loathed by the audience and, and real heat, not we're supposed to boo you heat. Uh, people loved to hate that guy, uh, and it and it really worked out well. And it just, you know, I think you said it more than once after he passed. How you know the business, the world can really chew you up and spit you out, and it real like things were really hard for him in the last year and it just was it was it was very sad um to to hear that like i think i saw it on twitter just randomly like random wrestler a mentioned it i think it was nana i saw nana tweet about it and then that's when i like messaged you and and learned about it and like i have nothing but good experiences to talk about him like we interviewed him and had a good interview you know had a good interview experience with him like i'm i, I was never waiting on shirts so i, I was always good um, so ha- happy trails, Jimmy. I, you know, I know that you're in a better place now. Miranda, any, any thoughts on Jimmy Rave before I talk a little bit about what Patrick mentioned? Um, but, but cause I have some things that are, aren't really about Jimmy Rave, but yeah, I'll just leave it. I don't want to spoil yeah. it all. 
No, no, no. I mean, I think so. I don't have as much the connection that you guys do with Jimmy Rave. You know, I wasn't an avid Ring of Honor fan during this time, even, you know, really not watching TNA slash Impact during this time, too. Um, I learned more about him afterwards. And, you know, I was part of the wrestling community that learned more about his struggles after the fact and you know how things came to light after you know his first surgery uh you know last year and and then kind of learning more of the the back history of his career um and really i mean the the uh, people he's impacted and the community of wrestling that was really touched by his career and what he did. I think that's always a beautiful thing to see and how many people are impacted in that. It's always just a a sad, but beautiful reminder in wrestling that when someone passes, you truly get to see how they've influenced other people, how they made people smile and happy. And it's one of those bittersweet moments that you don't always get to see um, until it's done. And so um, it's a really sad uh, moment but I also um, really get to enjoy hearing experiences like yours and others on social media about who he was and how he really touched other people and you mentioned the t-shirt thing and I want to address that real quick because yeah I never got the shirts that I ordered for you guys and the videos and, and for myself and all that that was a time where Jimmy Rave was definitely hustling he was dealing with some stuff and he was hustling and I know he had some medical issues and medical costs and all of that and that is not something that is independent to Jimmy Rave in this wrestling business not exclusive to Jimmy Rave in this wrestling business and someone brought it up and they were like yeah apparently that ha- there was a lot of that at that point involving Jimmy Rave so I- I'm not worrying about that that's for sure right now i made this comment on social media and and i want to make it here and i even had this conversation with somebody today um about the wrestling business and 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 here's the thing about think about jimmy Rave's situation right he lost three of his four limbs everyone talks about his legs were amputated but they forget that his arm was amputated before all of this so he literally lost three of his four limbs and all he wanted to do was wrestle. That's it. That's all he wanted to do was, was pro wrestling. And at that point, without two legs and an arm, like he can't even really train people. He can't really do it. He was probably three to four years away, if he had all four of his appendages, from working in Orlando for WWE as a trainer in some capacity. Like he loved the business that much and, and his mind for the business was that good that I that he, there was a possibility I think he could have eventually held a role like that, joining a Steve Carino and some others down there. Like he has connections. He knows people. He's worked with people. It could have been a possibility to get him down there at some point and let him live out the, the back end of his professional career in that training role in WWE and been somebody that the talent that comes up cites as they go, go throughout their careers and headline WrestleManias and such and such. Jimmy Rave could be a part of that. For all we know, we could see him. We could have seen him in a suit one day breaking up fights on Ron. We'd have been all excited that it was Jimmy Rave. <laughs> and that obviously couldn't happen. But the, the thing that I, that I bring up about it is, is so important about the wrestling business and, and really any business in general. Like I, I've, I've said this before about business and maybe it's from, comes from being laid off four times. It, it's if, if I were to pass away right now, my job would be getting to, would start to work on my replacement before my funeral. Like this is just the way it is. 
And the wrestling business is the most lethal of that. Like it just doesn't love you. It doesn't owe you anything. Yeah, for every Kevin Owens who cashes in a $3 million a year, three-year deal, there's 20 people who never get past making 25 bucks a show and end up with a drug addiction and a broken home. Like that's just the way the wrestling industry is. And so my caution out there, because I know people within the business listen to this both locally and, and outside of locally, and, and it's a tough message and, and even a tough conversation with somebody today. You need something else. You cannot be 100% wrestling because it just doesn't love you enough for it to be 100% wrestling. And, and I say that to everybody. Um, and it's just not like, like if you don't have anything else, you will lose to, to wrestling in the end. And it's just not worth it. It just really isn't worth it. Like I, we always joke, right? Hey, did you guys know Greg's a promoter, right? If I didn't, and, and I started bringing back the IZW events in October of 2019, and I started going to CrossFit in May of 2020, there's a very good chance that if I didn't start going to CrossFit or just ramped up my focus on, on fitness, I may not still be doing IZW events. The stress may have gotten to me again. The toll it was taken on my body might have kicked in, and I might have had to tap out like I've had to tap out in the past. I found something else that if, if wrestling went away and I stopped doing this with you guys and I stopped putting on events and I stopped writing and I stopped all that stuff, I'd have other things. I wouldn't feel empty and lost anymore. And I can't say that for everybody. There's some people I know really well and I'm really close to, and I can't say that for them. If wrestling was gone tomorrow, I can't say they'd be good. Just 100% good, super well adjusted and good to go. And and that scares me a little bit and 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 because it can disappear like that. And you can't hear me snapping because of the microphone, but it can disappear like that in an instant for anybody, especially in the cancel culture that we're in now. But even before that, for anybody, it can disappear. And I had the conversation with somebody today who works for two promotions and is getting ready to put in a third. And I was just like, dude, you need something. I was like, first off, I was like, I caution you to do that. And, and the response was, this is all I want. This is all I love. This is all I want, ever wanted to do. And that's when I said, okay, because they want my help in the background. I said, okay, that's fine. I will help you and, and I hope you'll be successful, but you need something else. You've got to have something else to focus on because if you don't, it's going to go bad. And they were like, yeah. And, and, the, and there was something else they wanted to do. And so I was like, great. We got to focus on that as well because otherwise you are effed. And, and I can't just sit there and watch and not at least say something because I've seen it and I've lived it and I've seen it again and I just can't allow that to happen. And so I really do hope that on top of everything else, that Jimmy Rave is a lesson if people can strip away the person they loved and his love for the business and look at it for what it was. A guy lost three limbs and could no longer be involved in the wrestling business and that's all he felt he ever had. And we don't know the details of his death, but there's a lot of talk about that it was, you know either self-infliction, inflicted or overdose related, you need something else so that doesn't happen. So that if wrestling goes away, you can take that energy and direct it somewhere else. Because because the, the, the key to life is having something to do with your energy. Because if you don't have something to do with your energy, you turn to bad things. And Jimmy Rave didn't have something else to do with his energy. And that's just sad because no one should have to end up like that, regardless of their medical issues and, and what he had. Um, 
there could have been things he could have done and, and it just wasn't there. And, and that makes me really, really sad and really, really scared because I've just seen it. I want to say one too many times. It feels like a million too many times in this industry. And I'm not saying everybody should just leave the industry, but I'm saying take care of yourself and take care of yourself by finding something else to go alongside of wrestling, not to replace it, but to go alongside of it because someday it might have to replace it. So I don't mean to depress people. I don't mean to take this thing to, to, to a place that might worry some people, but sometimes you need a wake up call and a reality check. And that's what Jimmy Rave's passing is for me. It's a reality check on what this world really is. And the fact that, you know, you see it all the time. It's a funny thing to say on social media, right? No one's coming to save you. That's kind of the world of wrestling. No one's coming to save you, so so develop something else that can. I have that, and maybe that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this right now is because I found something else that could save me when wrestling goes away. Notice I didn't say if wrestling goes away. I said when wrestling goes away. That's the world that we live in. So I abhor, not abhor, that's the wrong word, but I implore you out there listening, whether it's wrestling or whether you have some other one thing, please find another thing. So that we don't, so you don't have to go through what some others have gone through. Let's learn from people's mistakes, just like we learned from their successes. So that is going to do it. I don't even want to ask you guys to comment on that. Like, I feel like I'd be putting you guys in a horrible position. That is going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show. We kind of threw this thing together, right? We scrapped our plans because we're going to be able to do our plans next week. It will be fun as we come together and determine the, the man of the year, the team of the year, and the woman of the year in professional wrestling like we do every year. So look forward to that. It'll be fun as always. I've got some ideas about that as well. Patrick O'Dowd, let everybody know. No, no, no. I'm not going to. You can't let everybody know. find you. That's my job. You can follow Patrick O'Dowd on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no Y in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick O'Dowd, any, uh, even because I went on for so long with the Jimmy Reeve topic and all that kind of stuff, just any parting stuff, any parting anything for the people listening, whether you want to wish them happy holidays, because again, this is our last thing before Christmas, right? Anything you want to share with the people. Well, and with the with the two of you, I, I do want to express a, a happy holiday for both Miranda and Craig. I hope you get to spend some time with some loved ones and have a wonderful, I believe you both celebrate Christmas, a wonderful Christmas with you and yours. Um, and yeah, we'll see you ahead of new year's and then we can wish each other a happy new year next week. A happy new year. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on the Instagram hashtag is spelled out. No Twitter. Because she is the Twitterless heroine. Talk to the people. Yes, a Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. Uh, I very much, I know we'll get our New Year's wishes in and, you know, comments in. Uh, but I just hope everyone enjoys uh, their, their Christmas time. I hope they have something, you know, that they can uh, appreciate about this. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but there are little things about Christmas, whether it's the food, family, friends, TV, music, gifts, whatever it may be, something about Christmas that you enjoy. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a tough time of year for some people. I'm not going to lie. Like I have this, for some reason this year I'm on this kick, like about Santa Claus, because I realized that like 
kids are going to go to school and brag what Santa Claus got them. And some kids are going to think Santa didn't love them as much. And mm -hmm. that never hit me until 44 years old for some reason. Maybe I was a dumbass for that long. I still am. But, um, so, so yeah, and I don't even know how to combat it at, at this point. It just is what it is. But, uh, I, kids that haven't believed in Santa Claus for years. So whatever. Um, yes, but yeah, definitely for both of you guys, Merry Christmas, you know, enjoy the holidays, take this time. I'm excited about this time, even though I'm working like, you know, I'm pretty much gonna be the only person I think working on Thursday. So work's gonna be real good on Thursday. I'm gonna enjoy it. That's for sure. Um, and then, and then obviously get into some holiday time and, and yeah, because of the calendar at the school, like I'll still be working, but, um, it's, it's not like it normally is. So things should be good. Um, and, and I'm definitely excited about all that. So we appreciate you all listening. You can follow me at chair shot, Greg, you can follow the website at chair shot media, Miranda, where can they pick up one of those beautiful and comfortable chair shot t-shirts? That's pro wrestling tees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you go. Check that out. And yeah, we'll be back next week where we crown our of the year. So be excited about that. Look out for some of the year content over on the chairshot.com as well. Listen to all the podcasts. We, we love having you be a part of that. We've talked about November being a record breaking month for us. You've heard the drizzly ads on here. That's something that's really big for us as well. So we appreciate you all listening. All of you out there, if you celebrate, we do wish you a Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate, man, I'm sorry um, that you have to deal with all of us and all the Christmas stuff out there because I could only imagine what it's like being a non-Christmas celebrator around Christmas. Like, that's got to suck. Like, like that's just got to suck. Um, but happy holidays to all of you. Seasons greetings, whatever you can possibly enjoy and, and hear and, and that, that, that clicks with you. And we will talk to you next week right here on the show. So we appreciate you listening. Until then. Just remember to always use your head. Nothing says Christmas like Jinder Mahal's theme song. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.